Franco Then on Wednesday some 43 next generation leaders from the nations will be arriving to be with us for the week. Ibe huisa laboga go mane he re tla be rena le baetapele bana botwing ke bantse ba thuthuwa ba hlahang di bakeng tse fapaneng le fatsing ba tla fihla kwa no le bona ba tshe sa kopano ya bo. Next Sunday it will also be a, an absolute joy to have Daniel McLeod ministering here. Jwa le beke tlang ga tla ba le monyatla o motle wa go ba le Daniel McLeod ya tla be a gagela lentswe. Heather and I had the the real privilege of planting a church with uh, he and Toria his wife in London. Jwa le testifile me heather ba ile ba theha ke ga ke mmogo le yena mane em london le mofuma ha diwa ha mmila ba thabo e khole Yeah, but let that be not key for the believe God's going to use to to raise us up for the future. Fela ke dumelang handle go modimo tlo e sebedisa go hlomella bakeng sa bokamoso. Many years ago I got introduced to John Evans. Dilimotsengata tse fitileng ke la ka tsibiso nta te John Evans. And John has been an absolute joy to me. Me yena he ibile tlhonolo fa tso e kgolo ho nna. His integrity with the word of God. Tsela ye wa tshepahalang ka teng ha atamela le ntsula modimo. Humility. Bo ikoko betso ba is wonderful sense of humor are fantastic isita le le bosemelo sa ha e sa go tseba ho ba motho wa phuthululeng ya ka etsa ntitaba tse ba isang ba ba the best thing about him is his wife imba nthwe hlolang ka o fitisisa ka yena ke mofumahadiwa ha come here floor and bring a greeting jwale me floor atamela he o kgo dumelise ha khutsenyane come on give her a big cheer <laughs> This is dynamite. Dali, yena hemme o tletse ka mafolofo. So we want a greeting from Mexico. Dali ka batla tumediswe ka mpunya ha emane Mexico. Could be as fine in Portuguese or Spanish. Eh, ke tla be se kotla o tla ka moyo halalela. Um, good morning my dear 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 friends fellow brothers and sisters. Ke ale dumedisa hle metswalle ba ena le dikhaitseng. When you are far, far, far away from home, uh, you think how will we uh, be in that country? It's the end of the air for me. <laughs> we came from Mexico. Uh, um, one word I understand from your 
you're African, so I don't know the language. What is Morena or Morena? Morena means me, really. Uh, it's, it's, it's the mix, uh, Spanish and Indian. And uh, Mexico is a Morena country. So. Juale Morena, Lenzulo Morena, hey, we are now. Let's talk about how to handle it. Yeah, Copanze me Okay, I just want to say one, one. It's a lot of malo It's my color. It's my color. My skin. My skin. In the morning, I was reading the Bible, and God just bring me a verse for you. Um, <laughs> is, <laughs> is Matthew chapter 5, verse 23. This is what it's like in our house. So it's the verse which says that when God um, brings the captives back, then the, the mouths will be full of singing and they will shout out, God has done wonderful things for us. Really, young girls make very nice summary of events. Great things God doing for you, and I just see it's wonderful and finished. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for John and Floor. Thank thank you for the churches that they represent in Mexico. As well as Brazil. And we pray today, Lord, as he brings the word. We would be like the, the spring we heard about earlier. Let it flow, Lord. Amen. No grace there. <laughs> we are going to talk about grace, but there is not grace for more than 35 minutes. <laughs> okay. Buenos dias. Can you say that? Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Good morning in Spanish. Okay. okay. Um, uh, shall we turn to the Bible? Uh, greetings from Mexico, from the churches in Mexico. And, and greetings from the churches in Brazil. Uh, let's open the Bible in John chapter 20. Uh, verse 19. John chapter 20, verse 19. Uh, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Now when he had said this, 
showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Um, so, um, Kumbi has asked me to speak on grace today. And, uh, we, will, we will pray in a second. But first, I just want you to see how this passage describes what we want to experience every time we come together on the Sunday. Every Sunday, like the disciples, we gather together and we want to experience Jesus in our midst. We want to hear Jesus share the gospel with us and remind us of his great love and salvation. And we want Jesus to breathe his Holy Spirit on us again. We want to be refreshed in his presence. And then we want to be sent out again full of grace full of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel to the world and this is exactly the same as what God is doing in our lives. God has saved you by his grace. He has joined you to a family like the disciples. He has filled you with his Holy Spirit. And he is sending you out. To your family, to your neighborhood. To your town, to your city. And beyond. Okay, so now we're going to pray. And, uh, ask Jesus to minister to us in his word. And concentrate on grace. Okay. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence here amongst us. Thank you that we have uh, sung your presence. We have felt your presence. And we want to ask you that you would preach your word amongst us today. Lord Jesus, you are the living word. And you bring your living gospel into our hearts. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us. Breathe on us as we listen. Open our eyes to see you. Father God, we ask that you would show us your glory in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Crucified and risen. Amen. 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 Okay, our passage today uh, starts uh, with this, the, the disciples locked away. 
but ends with them being sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And their story starts where our story starts. Jesus had given them a wonderful opportunity to walk with him, to know him, to learn to minister with him, and they had ruined it all. He chose them and blessed them, but they betrayed him and they abandoned him. And they ran away to save their own lives. And now, at the start of this story, they are like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, hiding away and in a prison of guilt, of fear, and of shame. They have locked themselves in, and they have thrown away the key. This is their situation. This is the story of the human race. And this is your story and my story. This is how we started. But this is not how we are going to end. (laughs) So, in this moment, Jesus suddenly invades the room. The disciples haven't prayed. They haven't asked Jesus to come. They haven't gone outside to find out more about what happened to him. They haven't done anything. And even so, Jesus comes. And Jesus knows who they are and where they are. And Jesus knows who you are. He really knows who you are. Everything about you. Everything you've ever thought. Everything you've ever done. He knows all about you. And he knows where you are. But he still comes. This is the good news. It doesn't matter how terrible the sin is that you may have committed. How deep the hole is that you have dug for yourself. Or how impossible your situation is. Jesus takes the initiative. And he still comes. This is God's grace. The Bible calls Jesus the one who was, the one who is, and the one who comes. And that doesn't just mean that he is in the future, it means he is the God who comes to us now, today, in his grace. So, Jesus knows who you are and he still comes. God's grace is like water. And it always flows to the lowest place. So when you hit rock bottom, and you're in a dark place and you can't find the way out as you sit there 
How do Thinking of your mistakes. And your sins. And your problems. Suddenly you will feel the drip. On your head. Of God's grace. The water of grace. And the river of grace. Finding the lowest place. This is grace. Grace is not just a doctrine. It is not just a kind of spiritual electricity we can plug into. It is not just freedom to not obey religious rules. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus. And in Jesus, God comes to us personally. And he gives us what we never deserve. And he does for us what we could never do for ourselves. Now, a question. What did the disciples think when Jesus appeared in the room? They had failed him. They had run away. They had betrayed him. I think probably when they saw Jesus, they thought, Oh no. Oh no. It's, it, it's Jesus, the one we failed. If Jesus appeared in this room right now, physically, and walked up to you, walked up to you, and looked your eyes, and he knows everything about you, everything you've said, what would he say to you? What would he say? Would you think? Oh no. Now we're now gonna And Jesus says Peace. Peace. And this is so much more than just saying, guys, don't worry. It's okay. I'm not going to harm you. Jesus, when he says peace, he is preaching the gospel to the ones who will preach the gospel. And if you and I are going to preach the gospel, we need to hear Jesus preaching the gospel to us. And so he shows them his hands, the scars. And I believe that this is what he's basically saying to them. This is God's grace for you. This is what God says to you personally. I love you. I am for you. I am so thrilled I made you and put you on the earth. I forgive you. I wipe away all your debts. I will heal you. I will bless you. I open the door of my home and my heart to you. I invite you to sit at my table every day. I am with you in every circumstance. 
I will strengthen you. I will guide you. Protect you. And provide for you. I will never ever abandon you. Life won't always be easy. And you will make mistakes. But I am your God. I have committed myself to you. I will always be your God. You are my beloved child. And nothing can ever, ever change that. This is God's grace to you and to me. This is what God says to you. Now, you may think that you are not a preacher. If, I, if we ask how many people are preachers here, Steve should raise his hand. A few other people should raise their hands. Very few hands. Very few hands. I have news for you. You are a preacher. Every day, you preach to yourself. Every day, you are preaching to yourself. Every day. The world is preaching to you as well. And what is the message? What do you preach to yourself every day? Sometimes the message we don't want to hear in church. Oh, you haven't prayed enough. You haven't read the Bible enough. You haven't served enough. You haven't given enough money. We don't want to come to church and hear that message. But we preach that message to ourselves. Sometimes every day. The only message that we must preach to ourselves is what I've said to you before. God says, I love you. I am for you. I am thrilled that you are on the earth. I have saved you. All that is the gospel. This is what you must preach to yourself. Living in grace is looking at Jesus. If you look at yourself, if I look at myself, I will never live in grace. I will never be happy. Because I will compare myself all the time. Compare myself to other people. And I will think, uh, have I repented enough? Have I read my Bible enough? Have I prayed enough? Have I given enough? And I will never know. Because I can always pray more. I can always give more. If, if you look at yourself to see how you are doing spiritually, if you look at yourself trying to be happy, then uh, you will never, you will never be happy at all. There will never be enough. Only Jesus is enough. Jesus is your righteousness. He is your hope. 
your life. He is your peace. He is your freedom. He is your deliverance. He is your salvation. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus. And Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Can you say to the person next to you, Jesus is enough for you. He will always be enough. There is not another God hidden behind the back of Jesus. A very famous theologian once served in a war as a chaplain and uh, he, he came across a young soldier who was dying and the young soldier asked him a question. He knew he was going to die and he knew he was going to face God. And the question he asked the, the pastor was, is Jesus really the same? Is God really the same as Jesus? Is God really the same as Jesus? And the answer is <laughs> Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Jesus who heals. Jesus who forgives. Who dies for us. Sacrifices himself for us. And raises us up. This is God's grace for us. Uh, grace is knowing that we are secure in the Father's love. I, I want you to think of a baby that has just been born. When a couple have a baby, they, they are very happy and they want everyone to come and see the baby. Come and see the baby. You must see the baby. And they tell everyone this is the most beautiful baby in all the world. And you rush to the hospital and you look at the baby well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens to this baby? Everybody wants to hold the baby. Everybody hugs the baby. Everybody brings the baby a present. Everybody kisses the baby. Everyone, everybody wants a selfie with the baby. And, um, uh, we, we lose our dignity talking to the baby. Yeah. We, make, we make silly faces and say silly things. Why? It's a baby. <laughs> and what has the baby done to deserve this? What has he done? Or she? Nothing. It's because she she is the daughter of our friends. She's done nothing to deserve it. Babies are born into the world and we show them grace. And then we forget. <laughs> But this is how it is with God. 
You have been born again into God's family. And you are receiving presents. And kisses. And hugs. You don't deserve. But this is God's grace for us. This is how God loves us. And God, our Father, is saying to everybody, Look at baby, baby Jordan. Look at baby Jordan. <laughs> Isn't he wonderful? And showing off the baby amongst us all. This is God's grace for you and for me. And um, Jesus, Jesus, uh, preached the gospel to the disciples. And he preached it more than once. Jesus came and said, Peace. And the disciples stood there, not quite sure if they could believe it or not. And then Jesus shows them his hands. And they realize this is true. Jesus has died for us and risen again. And so they believe it. And then straight away Jesus says, Again, Peace. Hold. Because we forget so quickly. We forget so quickly. And Jesus comes back a week later. And he presents himself to them again. And guess what he says? Peace. We must preach the gospel to ourselves. Every day. Grace means that every day is a new opportunity. Grace means that every day is a second chance. Whatever happened yesterday, today is a new opportunity because of God's grace. And you and I, because uh, it's difficult for us to to believe sometimes that God loves us and forgives us, God uses other people to help us understand. So God wants you to be the gospel to somebody else. You remember what we said? That the gospel is God saying to you, I love you. I am with you. I am for you. I forgive you. I will not leave you. When you are weak, I will stand by your side. God wants you to be that gospel to other people. I, I always say that Floor has been the gospel to me. Because many times I, I can't believe that God will forgive me. Or that God still loves me. Or that what I'm doing is really of any use. 
And when I can't hear God speaking to me, then God sends floor. And she says, I love you. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. I will support you. This is what people need to hear every time. Every new person that comes into the church. Um, think of a young single woman. Uh, but a single mother. She has two children. Of two different fathers. Uh, we have a girl like this in, in, in the church in Guadalajara. And when she comes into church, what does she feel like? What is she expecting? Maybe she comes in feeling guilty. Maybe she thinks that God has given up on her. Maybe she feels ashamed. She has problems um, to uh, look after her children. She doesn't have enough money. Her, uh, maybe her family has rejected her. Maybe her neighbors gossip about her. And she comes into our church. And it, maybe she hear, she sings the songs. And she hears the preaching. But it's hard for her to understand. That God's grace is for her. But if you and I. Show her through our actions. And our words. God loves you. He is with you. He is for you. She can begin to believe. That God is giving her a second chance. We all need this. That's why God has put us together. These disciples. uh, Jesus chose them. And um, he chose Thomas and Peter and John. But he chose Thomas for Peter and for John. And he chose Peter for Thomas. It wasn't random. Because he was going to teach each one of them to be the gospel for each other. And, and that would sharpen them to go out into the world. Okay, just to end. <clears throat> I want to think a little bit about Jesus, what we see in Jesus' hand. And what that tells us about God's grace. Uh, the first thing we see are the scars. And um, in Jesus' hands, we can see that uh, Jesus' scars heal our scars. Jesus rises from the dead to a new life but he still, you can still see the scars. They haven't disappeared. 
And Jesus, uh, in his scars, takes our scars. Think of all the scars in your life. Maybe in your heart. Maybe in your mind. Your emotions. In your past. All the scars. All the things that hurt. Jesus takes all those scars. And he absorbs them into his own scars. And he takes them all to the cross. And then he takes them through the grave. And then out the other side. Into new life. So, our scars may still be visible, but they no longer rule our lives. Amen? That's what it was like with Jesus. His scars were visible, but they did not rule his life anymore. Second thing we can see in Jesus' hands is what um, God says in Isaiah chapter 49. In verse 14, it says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you. See, look, I have inscribed you I have, uh, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. When Jesus shows his hands with the scars to the disciples, their names are on his hands as well. Your name uh, we could say has been tattooed onto the hand of God. And every time God stretches his hand out, every time Jesus stretches out his hand to do something in the world, he will see the scars of his love for the world and he will see your name on his hand. And in his hand, because he is king, there is a scepter, and every, everything that Jesus does to govern the world, he does it remembering the scars of his love and remembering your name. What he does in the world, he does for your good. Always. Always. Because of his love, and for your good, and for the good of the world. And so, after all this, then Jesus says, 
As the Father sent me, so I send you. He doesn't say this at the beginning because we can't, we can't go unless we have received his grace. We can't go to the difficult places unless we have received God's grace for ourselves. And then he breathes the Holy Spirit on them and sends them out to proclaim God's grace in the world. So, Jesus Jesus. wants to soak you in his grace and he wants to shape you by his grace he wants to send you out in the power of his grace to a world that desperately needs it. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's it. (laughs) Okay, can we stand up and pray? (laughs) Amazing grace, sweet the sound, that saves a wretch like me. I was blind. But now I see. So, shall we just pray? Um, ask God to fill us again. When we were praying this morning, uh, Kumbi shared a verse uh, from 2 Corinthians. The last words that Paul wrote to the very difficult church in Corinth. The last thing he wanted them to hear. He has spoken to them about so many problems. But to finish, he says this. Because this is what they need the most. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the love of God. The love of the Father. And the fellowship. The presence and friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all and fill you all and flow through you all. Okay, Father, this is what we want to pray. God, God, we ask that today you would open our eyes again to see the wonders of your grace that we might see how high and how deep, deep, how long, how wide is your love for us. Fill our hearts with your grace. Flood our hearts with your love, Father. And visit our hearts with your presence, Holy Spirit. Fill this church with your grace so that they might be a light to the world and to the nations and shine with your grace in the midst of the darkness. Amen. 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 Thank you. Let's sing that lovely song.